the disembodied voice of someone who sounds legally distinct from Adam Curtis. Hello and welcome to Reality Issues, hosted by Brian and Cathy. I am legally distinct Adam Curtis, a.k.a. LDC. They have asked me to read a very specific statement they have prepared that will have long-ranging and far-reaching global implications. Greetings, fellow travellers of thought and emotion. After a brief respite, we find ourselves reunited. Welcome to episode 60, the first instalment of season 6, and the second chapter of this week's compelling three-part journey. Today, we're not just exploring the vast expanses of the cosmos or intricate webs of society, but rather the intimate folds of life itself. We've been on quite the roll, diving deep into the ebb and flow of life, sharing anecdotes, lessons, and those little moments of laughter and reflection. It feels like a grand catch-up session amongst old friends, doesn't it? For all our dedicated listeners, the good news doesn't stop here. We'll be dropping another episode later this week before we hit the recording studio once more. So triple the insights, triple the memories and triple the fun. Whether it's your first time joining this symposium of souls or you've been with us from the beginning, thank you. Let's embrace the now, reflect on the past and eagerly anticipate the future together. Okay. Thank you and please recording. enjoy the show. Now, please yes. welcome the oh, most cool. important hosts in the future of podcasting, Kathy and Brian. The familiar ambience sets in, signifying the start of another rich episode. Out in the barnyard, the chickens do their number. Out in the barnyard, the cooker chopping lumber. Delightful. Um, <clears throat> did you know that hip hop has turned fifty? I have. That's a good local story. That's because we're going to be wrapping it up in Santa Fe. <laughs> yes. Well, there's another really important news headline, Brian, and we haven't talked about it. And I think it's a perfect way to start 6-1-B. Yes, this is 6-1-B. This is episode... Uh, well, it is season six, episode one B. I don't know what this would be. Let's see. This would be where were we? Where were we in the continuity? The continuity of numbers. Let's find out. I'm gonna click our own podcast website because it's been long enough for me to actually forget Gosh, how many episodes we had. Five hundred thousand. We were doing no. We were doing it pretty faithfully every week. No, we were. We we, we were not really missing very many. And now we'll keep it up. And now actually, the funny thing is they'll be released more often, which will lead to more of more of the numbers. That's actually how you more of us. juice, you juice no, that's, the system. That's, that's, that's what you've all been claiming. And because it's individually broken up, that actually means it's more likely that you tune in for the beginning of each episode. And also, I want to give guidance to any listener who comes into the show now, because it's actually we've been talking to so many people in person. I, I have in person, which was a terrifying endeavor about the fact that we do a podcast in real life, which was also the first time I'd ever really done that. Um, so if you're listening now, and I just met you, you a few weeks ago. should put it on ago, Facebook. I don't, I don't put anything on Facebook. Try not to hold anything against me. Don't put anything on the book. 
I um, should. I, I should. I should. I should. I really need to give the book another chance because uh, yeah. there's a lot of really important people on there, but yeah. I just hate. I just hate the book. I have. So I think I one. just need to get over that somehow. So yeah. I think I need to. Well, when you figure out how to do that personally, I, I, yeah. If you can, then Damn. explain it to me. Um, I, I'm, I I'll, am I'll work like, on, my, uh, on my own end, too. I feel like I'm not really using... So you know how HBO is now Max? Well, Twitter is Did now Did you wait until so. I drank a yogurt drink with my <laughs> mouth fully puckered out and ready to, like, spit yogurt all over my lap? But thank you. Yes. HBO is now no, Max. Was, Much like HBO is now Max, uh, you said. Well <laughs> we just had a real disaster. Come here, doctor. Come here. You know who really liked that joke is the dog. Dr. Dog. <laughs> Come here, doctor. You coming up here just wiggling your tail at me. Come in. No? Yeah. Sometimes they come there up to go. us. There you like, go. Oh, there we go. There you go. Let me, oh. Yeah. <gasps> dog. Rare, rare dog appearance. Oh, I love this. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, no, he, they, they usually just stay in bed asleep, and so it's kind of rare for them. Yeah, see, there they go. They're like, okay, that was fun for two seconds. Now I'm leaving. That. That's great. Just, that's it. I'm go back to sleep. Well, okay, that was amusing bye. for me, everyone at home. Thank you. <sighs> yeah, so I might be, I, 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 I think I'm going to just stop going to the X website, to, to the thing. I, I think, uh, I, I, I think, I think it's over. Yeah. I, th I think I, th I, th I think the 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 other one, the the, the one with the the yeah. thing, and the one that's basically the same thing but not the same thing. That one. Yeah. Uh, fine, whatever. I I don't know. I'm. That's why I'm like maybe it is just Instagram at this point. Maybe it is just photos of a dog. Maybe. No. You know, I would actually even say this, Kathy. I would say. I'm. Um, Like maybe by the end of the year, I mean maybe I want to do some things before I wrap it up. But yeah, I'm, maybe I'm done too. Maybe I'm done with the whole thing. You know, not the podcast, but like, uh, and, and I would guess we would still have like a podcast account or something. To yeah. Promote it, yeah. but like maybe I'm done with just being like me online. Maybe I can just be me more often on this enterprise. You know, instead of hey, I say a mm -hmm. lot of things for free in text that people don't say, see that uh, could end up here in a. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and all the amazing <laughs> thoughts that I have. Yeah, it is free, it's free real estate. No, I don't know. We'll see. I uh, I agree with you though. <clears throat> it's kind of over. It's, it's been over for weird. a little while. Yeah. It's sad because it kind of happened before I realized it. And if I would have realized it was happening a little sooner, but nah, nah I guess it doesn't. It was definitely happening like it was like a slow death. I don't know if there's been a death rattle exactly, but you know, it's it's coming. I mean, I, I think. got to. Speaking of, now that I'm thinking about it, I got to have an online argument with some dickhead the other day about the podcast. I'm only mentioning that because we're on the podcast, so it seems like a time to talk about it. That was crazy. Let the haters seethe. That's what I say. I, I agree. Leave it there. I don't see them podcasting. Yeah, I'll right. Say. What the fuck? Well, here's some more delightful news. Mm -hmm. You may have heard that uh, once again, uh, Trump was indicted. 
And uh, yeah, what does that mean in terms of any? Like, what is that? So what it means is that criminal charges have been filed against him. Okay. So uh, a grand jury. Are these? Um, so so th this is this is basically how the process works, kind of anywhere. Okay. Um, it, it's a general kind of thing, and there may be different, slightly different steps. Um, but you have a constitutionally guaranteed right to a fair trial, right? Uh, trial by jury, uh, jury of your peers, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, so th these are things that are like, yeah, yeah, we don't really think about them exactly because they're this laundry list of shit that's guaranteed to us in the Constitution, but it's never actually really explained to us as children. We're just told to, like, memorize, like, press, religion, and blah, 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 but we're never actually explained what that actually fucking means right so what it means is that in the process of law right so um there's a difference between me suing you or you suing me counter suing right that, that's me and you arguing about who cut down whose tree let's say right um if it's like an endangered tree it's not just that it's a tree, mm. but now it's like an endangered tree and there's EPA protections on this tree. You wouldn't just be having to answer to the cost of replacing my tree on my private property, let's say. But because it's an endangered palm or some shit, yeah. let's say, the EPA might uh, want to file the federal government, might charge you with a federal crime. So if that happens, right... Usually what happens is they have to determine whether there was um, um, actually the, what I'll say, the elements of the crime to charge you with it in a criminal way, right? So they'd look at the law and they would say, oh, in order for... Um, uh, in order for you to be charged criminally with the destruction of this tree, you had to have also known it was endangered. Let's say. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So if the owner had a sign on it that said, endangered tree, do not cut or touch. Yeah. And you cut it down anyway. Now they're, they're basically saying, well, you knew. Okay. But in order for them to make that determination, they don't just figure that out on their own. What they do is they convene what is called a grand jury. Okay. And they will say, hey, a grand jury consisting of 12, maybe oh, up to 20 ask. individuals okay. of communities you might, why you might get called into jury duty, for example. Right. And they're going to say, we have this guy who is being charged with wanting to cut down this tree. And we believe that he knew it was endangered for such and such a reason. We want to take him to trial where all of this evidence will be presented in further detail he will have complete uh, representation. He'll have a lawyer. But right now, the question is, do you think jur uh, jur grand jury of 12 to 20 individuals, do you think that there is actually sufficient here to proceed with a crime? And someone's going to go, you know, and they're all going to go, well, yeah, actually, you know, like, we know that the owner had this fucking sign on the tree. There's photos of the sign, right? Like, other people had seen the sign. There's no way this dude didn't fucking know. So, yeah, go ahead. Let's proceed with the trial. Or they might go, you know what? Like, we haven't really established that he knew. 
And because that's like kind of a critical part and you guys don't have that, then no, I don't think we can really. Maybe he was just it was just a typical neighbor dispute. He was just mad about the tree because it was blocking his view, but it wasn't because it was endangered. He had no idea. So we can't actually proceed with the criminal shit. His neighbor can still fucking sue him for cutting down the tree, though. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's essentially what a grand jury does. Okay. Right. Is they determine if criminal charges are going to be pursued. If they are, what you are is indicted. Okay. So that's, you've been, it's been levied. So the grand jury has said, yeah, we think there's enough here that, yeah, there was definitely a crime. We're going to have to like actually proceed. So it's like the first check. It's like the first little tick that a jury of your peers even thinks that there's something worth pursuing. So before, yeah, that's so, so that's real. And so who are those people selected from those? The jury duty. So that's also the jury duty as well. Yeah, it's just jury duty. Yeah. So that's why I'm also always mad when people are like, I got out of jury duty. I'm like, fuck you, asshole. Because that's exactly what we want, right? We want to be able to say this crime is not worth pursuing. You're trying to... Charge yeah. guy with weed possession? No, this isn't a crime. Yeah, that's like the I most... disagree. Wow. I never thought about... Well, besides the fact that I just learned that this was a uh, thing that you're selected for. And not Again, just we're like not taught trial. this in schools, yeah? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know this. I, I, okay, how about this? As a person, just an, another fan of... Watch, you know, hundreds if not a thousand episodes of Law and Order or whatever, you know, like uh, watch all the true crime documentaries and dramas and stuff like that. All these things. And I didn't know how this process worked. Watch the, the entire, you know, that OJ, both of the OJ fictionalization, dramatization It varies things. regionally also. Okay. Right. So but like, you still, know, uh, so. I, mm-hmm. I was never taken that in or how that, mm-hmm. that's like. I mean, you know, like I said, there's kind of a slightly different process by state. Yeah, but that's step one, essentially. And especially for, for like, larger crimes like felonies, right? Like, if you're talking about, like, did you run a red light? You're probably not going to get hit with a grand jury. You're probably just going to be like, the red light camera got you. Fuck you, right? It's a picture we're talking, Yeah. Here we're talking RICO charges. Is there sufficient right. for a conspiracy? Right. These are the kinds of questions that are being presented to a grand jury. They're a little bit more, uh, let's say, nuanced. And so those people obviously aren't experts in any of that stuff. So they start by, like, educating them in, like, what the hell they're even going to talk about. That must take Um, forever. Typically, yeah. Typically, yeah. So, like, uh, so. It's like give a little legal class. You know, like I said, I dropped out before I actually got really too dangerous. (laughs) But. The, the, but yeah, so so that's like that's what's known as the process of like jury selection and voir dire. So, um, uh, so you're you're just some asshole, registered voter, driver's license, resident of Florida. Yeah. Right. That's me. You have an address, a name. So <laughs> they face. send you a piece of mail. Yeah. You have a face, kind of. You don't know. It's not even a requirement. It's blank, but it exists. It's blank, yeah, but it exists, right? So um, they they send you a letter and say, Brian, report to your county courthouse, such and such a date for jury duty. Let's go ahead and pretend you actually go ahead and follow through with this, I'd and you to. don't get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you go down there, okay? You go down there, and the first thing they're going to do is they're going to make you sit around and wait. Okay? Okay. So you sit around and wait because, see, what happens is behind the scenes for criminal charges, 
let's say let's say again i'm i'm being represented by uh i I cut down your endangered tree i did this knowingly yeah um and here we are we're getting ready for trial and i might now be staring this in the face and the prosecutor from for the environmental protection agency on behalf of trees says all right kathy we know that you cut down this tree we're about to go to trial if the jury finds you guilty that you're looking at five to ten years for destruction of this endangered tree but i'm telling you right now if you cut a deal with us we'll give you guaranteed six but if you go to trial it's anywhere from five to ten so which would you like? Would you like to take your chances at trial, or would you like to take my guaranteed six right now, plead guilty to cutting down this endangered tree? Uh-huh. See, because that's what happens when they go. Uh, that that that's what like my the, uh, there's no. Yeah. So so it becomes like a bargaining chip, it's and you see this happening. Really and weird to bargain with like years of or months or whatever of someone's time at all, especially on like behalf of them. Look, we've got pictures, we've got surveillance video of you going up to that sign and tearing it down. Uh, and like stomping what? on the sign. Same we've got you signs. peeing on the tree before you cut it down. Do you really want to show that to the you jury? You were playing the song The Trees by Rush. Right, yeah. At full volume on your motorbike. <laughs> That's what so you did, Kathy, in this scenario. Well, so, okay, so this is happening behind the scenes. Let's pretend that they pressure me. Uh, I'm sorry, let me just say that we negotiate and I accept the six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, suddenly this trial isn't happening. So they go back into the jury room and they go, Hey, everybody, thanks for sitting in this room for six hours. You can all go home. You've all fulfilled your jury duty. Most of the time, Brian, that's what happens. Almost every single time that I have gone to jury duty, I never make it past waiting. And I'm sitting there. This happened in uh, when I lived in Downey, which was a suburb, right, of L.A. This happened when I was called for jury duty in L.A. County. We just sat there. I sat there with like a hundred other people. And we just sat there and like 10 of us were called and then like they were all sent back out. And it was like, whatever. Okay, I guess we don't need them. Okay, bye. And we sat there for another like four hours and then they were like, okay, bye. Huh. Okay, so because that's usually what's happening behind the scenes, right? right. But now let's pretend uh, that uh, I am in the jury pool and they do call me. And they might say, we are, uh, so if I'm in the very first stage of this process, it might be, we want to see whether there's sufficient evidence to proceed with this trial. And I get called in as a grand juror. And that is just, is there enough evidence, basically? Does it meet the tick, Mm. tick, tick of what I'm supposed to be showing to the court? Which is all predefined in some law Mm -hmm. book somewhere. Yeah, basically. You basically go to the law recipe book. Right. I mean, that's basically and what so I was like, asking. Is this? Yeah, that's funny. No, I mean that's basically what it is. So these are called. This is so. So this is literally what's called the elements of a crime. Oh, like literal. Like yeah. That. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Watch. Wow. Uh, no. No. This no, is. I've, never, this, I've okay. never even heard of this like concept. This is interesting. I know. I've never thought about like how you would. 
define like what is this this crime or is this even like another adjacent crime or yeah and who's deciding and by what yeah yeah so um so like i so uh uh, th this is what's called criminal intent. Oh, uh, th th so you've heard, <laughs> you've heard the phrase. Uh, yeah, no, yes, you've, yeah, no, we'll see. This is, this is why a little knowledge is a dangerous thing, <laughs> exactly. right? So this is why you had to have knowingly cut down it as an endangered tree. That's why it's the most obvious example, right? Did you know it was endangered? Yes or no. That's it. Okay. So the other one is that you had to have a willful criminal intent for it to be a crime. And that's what makes it distinct from an accident. Okay. See, okay. if, if, if I'm on the road, Brian, uh -huh. and, uh, I keep my car. And so I, one of the things that in, the reason my insurance rates are low, um, is because I've signed a contract with them that says I have to do regular maintenance on my car. I have to get, you know, I have to go get its oil change. I have to keep it in basic running order, right? It has to be safe. That if I don't, that that too, I might be violating traffic laws, right? Um, so if I do all that and I keep my car in kind of its basic state, you know, basic maintenance state, works, it's safe, tires aren't bald, right? Things like that. Um and I hit a pothole and my tire blows and I crash into someone and there's a fatality. Yeah. That is a terrible fucking accident. It's tragic and someone has lost their life and that sucks. But it wasn't criminal. Right. Right. If I can prove that the pothole was there and that was the cause, um, the family also can't come after me because I didn't do anything wrong. Right. They might have to sue the Department of Transportation of the state of whatever the fuck for not keeping their roads in proper maintenance, right? But if I did everything on my end and, you know, that's essentially what insurance companies do, right? So they say, well, but Kathy, you were on bald tires, because we, can, we mm. can do forensics on the car, right? We oh, can right. pull it out. It's a, modern cars even have cameras, uh, onboard computers that are recording right. the, you know, exactly what's happening. So they know how fast. I mean, I, I have an old car. That's not the case. But it, even more so, right? I have to be careful mm. with it because it's older, right, in that way. Um, regardless of all that, that's essentially what the insurance does, right? Is they're going to say, well, Kathy, you're right. You kept your car in complete working order. Um, it looks like it's the pothole. Um, this is why you pay your insurance premium. We'll go ahead and protect you, your car. We'll pay out uh, full liability for the other person. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll be the ones that argue with this, with the, with the department of transportation on your behalf. We'll have our lawyers do it. You don't have to worry about it. That's where Allstate or Geico will collect their money, right? They'll do that. The other family, they might have to do the same thing. Their insurance company might be the one that does it, right? But again, tragic accident, that is not a crime, right? It sucks. Right. So the no one so the police isn't gonna come after me for that, right? Again, tragic accident, someone died, but there was no criminal intent. Yeah. I wasn't trying to kill someone. It's different if I'm a drunk driver. Right. 
Um, if I willfully neglected my car and I was on bald tires and I wasn't keeping it maintained, my insurance company might try to go after me for that fucking money because mm. they're going to say, well, you violated your contract, too. Part of us covering your car is that you're supposed to take it to the fucking Jiffy Lube every once in a while and make sure everything works on it. And you didn't do that. See, so I keep copies of all my fucking receipts. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. You know, when did I last get new tires? That was a month ago. <clears throat> right? So, like uh, again, this is th that, 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 by the way, is true. Everything else is a hypothetical, right? But it's funny I, didn't I think have... I actually remember you mentioning that to me at some point. But I did not have the criminal intent, right? I didn't try to hit that car. I didn't accelerate into them. I didn't try to run them over, right? And yes. if I had, now I'm on the hook for attempted murder because, or murder because I had the criminal intent to do that crime. And that is one of the elements of a crime I had to have intended to rob the bank. And that's the thing, is you can't accidentally do some shit like that, right? This is why um, rape and sexual assault actually becomes challenging, because intent is one of the things you're trying to find out, and it's really easy to just be like, oh, well, I did it on accident, which, of course, we don't really believe, but, you know, that's, that, that's why it goes, oh, well, it wasn't rape because he didn't intend to do it. Well, that doesn't fucking make sense, right? But it's because intent, the criminal intent, which is known as the mens rea, I think is what it is, I think. Is that what they fucking call it? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I saw that word in there. <laughs> the mens, that, that's the mind. Mind. The rea is the uh, intent, the the intentful mind or some shit like that. Okay. The actus, okay. yeah, and then you have the actus reus. So you have the mens rea. Just the the criminal intent to do it, but that's just thought crime. So I can say, I wish that fucking bitch were dead. I want to fucking stab her. I can think that up and down all day. Right, right. It's the moment I pick up my uh, replica dagger that is actually a letter opener and plunge it into their beating heart. I've now committed the criminal act. So both together are the elements of this crime, essentially. Right. But once you get into specific crimes, any specific crime, uh, you're looking for all of these other things. Right. So like robbery. OK. Robbery is not the same as theft. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is robbery is when you take something from someone by force or threat. So robbery is me coming up to you with my replica dagger that is actually a letter opener and plunging it in, or putting it up to your neck and saying give me your wallet that's robbery robbery okay as opposed to just pickpocketing pick which is just theft there you go i didn't use force i didn't use threat i sneaked it you and that's a the class. difference between yeah. a pickpocket well see the thing is is if you're if you're a thief right uh because you're not using force or threat more importantly you're probably not using a weapon so the element of having a weapon to commit the crime oh. immediately you want to like have bumps no weapons, and then you're just like in a to totally different class of wow because you didn't pose a threat to that person exactly you did it sneakily right you snuck it. into their purse 
but you didn't confront them. They were in no danger of their life. You didn't make them afraid. They just didn't know. Right. They were marks. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't traumatize them, essentially. Right. No, and that's that's a very interesting, like, kind of uh, checkbox to, like, add on to yeah, so, modify the crime. So, like so that's the thing, right? So, so this is when a grand jury would have to determine whether it was a robbery or a theft. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting, like, dividing line. Yeah. So, if I said this gentleman came up to me um, and distracted me verbally while they reached into my purse, I could say uh, I-, I was intimidated and I, I-, I felt threatened during that interaction and therefore I I believe this was more of a robbery. I believe Mm. they used this intimidation that what they were saying to me was of an intimidating nature. And they're going to say, well, what did they say? And they were like, I want to do something obscene to you. And I was so shocked by that, that I was like, take my wallet. Right. Right. So, uh, or he just asked me what time it is. Oh, so he really, truly distracted you. What time is it? You looked at your watch, and when and then, you looked at your watch, they reached into your purse. No threat to your person. Right. Sneaky. Right. But no threat to your person, right? So it, even if he didn't have a weapon in the scenario, right, they could have used their person, their fists, to use threat or force, right? So it doesn't necessarily involve a weapon either, right? But that's why a grand jury would be the one who would say, based on the statement that the person made, we believe it was a theft because she they, he asked her what time it was. So you're going to have to try this person for thievery, not for robbery. That's fascinating. I would have just imagined those were essentially just synonymous words, not... That's not in the law that that's the abracadabra of this bullshit that's wow. what that's what you start to learn uh, this is why the little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing right and so this is what happened to trump and all of his co-conspirators essentially mm. they went to a grand know. jury and said do you think that we have enough to pursue this as a court case like fully so one of them is like conspiracy, right? So okay, can I ask conspiracy? This quick, quick conspiracy question. also has oh, a yeah, fucking checklist. Ahead. Is all I was gonna say. It okay. just has a checklist, and so that's what they ask the grand jury. Do you think we have all of the items on this checklist? What, and they're what, gonna go, yeah or no. What kinds of like? Let's say someone is planning to do something. How about this? Let's say they don't. Even, a person doesn't even commit the crime, but you've discovered their plans. And they were about to do it, or no, how is this? They're going to do it in a few days, but they have these plans. They're not, they're not doing it yet, but law enforcement discovers these plans, and they're like, wow, we avoided a, a real problem here. What is that crime? Is that then, like, conspiracy to commit something? They haven't committed the act yet. still so in you the can mind. plan they, it. They, Yeah, you can plan it. You, it's right up until that last moment. The moment you take a drill and put it up against the bank's wall, that's when you've committed a criminal act. And that's what the cops are trying to do. They're trying to catch you in the act. Or they're waiting until you've got the marked bills on your person. And then they go in because now you've committed the uh, act. uh, Reservoir dogs, yeah. Without the marked bills, you never committed the act. It was still just a fucking... So, Brian, you and I could play Ocean's Eleven right now. 
you and I could create some Ooh. realistic wait, so even. Can I, can, oh, wait, hold on. No, this is like a crazy... I always thought that was like a crime. No. No, no, no. Because no, it's just a thought. It's it's the mo it's the moment we actually go to Bellagio, Brian, and take some shit that we've committed a crime. Until then, why isn't it's a there just a TV fantasy. show where they're like, "How do you like steal everything from like this casino or something?" I don't know. Like, I feel like anyway, that's incredible. Well, I had no idea. I thought like if you and I were like gonna make plans to like, you know, look at Google well, Maps and do all this. Well, or no, is that a different thing then? I, I mean, how many concrete steps are we talking about here? No, I mean, right? It, like, are you and I just saying, hey, let's go rob the Bellagio? I mean, I may as well have just said, hey, let's go to Mars. What the fuck are we yeah, talking about? Yeah, obviously it's impossible, but like, I think that... Well, not according to Ocean's Eleven. Well... <laughs> no, it's true. No, I, 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 I mean, well, well, I mean, this this is actually the, the, the thing, right? I mean, I look, I, I'm just some asshole, yeah. right? Right. Uh, there was a, a documentary that I just saw recently about... An, an art thief an, an an art art an art heist um okay we're, we're talking about truly organized crime here right so like uh, uh like i i don't I, like if if it's hard to wrap our head around exactly what conspiracy trump and all of his other people may have committed because it's like a coup right but let, let's 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 take an ocean's 11 scenario okay so Ocean's Eleven, right? Brad Pitt, George Clooney, all these assholes—they all get together for one last big job, yeah. right? They all—they've all been in prison before. They—they're all like hardened crooks. Don Cheadle's they, there. Right now, the only crime they're committing is violating their parole, because their parole says they can't associate with known criminals. Oh, that's a fascinating point. That I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's, huh? Assuming they're on parole, assuming any of them are. I'm sure right? that was an element. But but this the, the but this would be the reality, Brian. If you and I were actually going to say I want to pull off an art heist, okay? Uh huh. Usually, if you and I have been arrested for robbery or thievery of some kind in the past, and we're hit with criminal charges, we're put on probation even when we get out. And they do this because they're assholes, and we live in a police state. But this is part of it, right? So, um. One of the conditions of my probation, let's say, might be you are not allowed to associate with other known criminals and especially not the known criminals you were fucking arrested with, you fucking idiot dipshit. Yeah. So you and I right now are just morons who have an itch in our head to what? Rob a bank? The, rob the Bellagio? We want the rob least the famous Monet, yes. So you and I could probably walk into any dipshit museum in any little place in the country and probably walk in and walk out with something, except if they have any kind of even basic security system, they have cameras, they have motion sensors on the walls to art to remove art. Um, uh, that happens at the Getty. That's why they have docents standing every so often. They just tell you to step away from it, but it's more because they know that you might accidentally set off the motion alarm, and they really don't want you to do that, because now it's more trouble than that's worth. Yeah, yeah, totally. Some museums, the moment you move the frame, will set off an alarm, silent or otherwise, especially for that. huge, giant shit. Yeah. They don't want, they don't want you breathing on it. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, really. They're concerned about UV and stuff, even, so at that level. 
they don't even, you know, I mean, they, they're also worried that you're some weird protester that's going to oh, pour tomato very, soup on it, right? So, like, whatever. That. Yeah. Right. So, any decent museum is going to have that. So, now we're talking about specialized knowledge and shit like that. You and I would have to talk to an actual art thief. The moment we started to get actual previous thieves involved who may all be on probation themselves, we have now committed our first crime because we're okay. violating our, their probation. Right. So uh, now assume we're all just moron dipshits who are doing this for the first time. Of course, we're not going to get away with it. Right. Do no. you see the catch 22 we're in now? But let's say we've done it. So we somehow we've beaten the odds. We've now this is our our this is the job we got every detail us, down. This is the job that would, if we pulled it off successfully, make us real. We'd be going into like Ocean's Eleven with the credibility in the world of thievery that we're like, yeah, we're the guys who can pull it off. Yeah, we this got is our it. second job. We make the plan, and someone in our group uh, gets caught and gives us up, or whatever. And we were gonna do it the next day. That's the thing, though. That's what th- what they would do is they would say to that person, "Okay, because you have a conscience, and you came forward." We agree that you will not get charged because you are the, you decided, you know what, we really can't go through with this. So when it came time to do the act itself, you said, fuck, panic button, I'm out. You had the criminal thought, but decided against the criminal act, no element. They can't get you. So what they do is they use you to flip everyone else and they go, okay, well, pretend we didn't have this conversation. We're now going to go forward with it. And then the moment that Brad Pitt picks up a fucking drill to start a hole into the bank wall or into the Bellagio. Yeah. Hands up, freeze, cocksuckers. Right. Like that that's what would happen. They needed to check the box to then proceed to say, this. look, they started doing it. We have all their plans. The moment they picked up that hammer. Now, they might actually wait, though. To see cash. They might wait and mark the bills and say, look, because they could still see that's the thing. You can stop at any time. You could be like, I'm a drill enthusiast here to check if these locks can be penetrated. You could be like, I'm a crazy. (laughs) Yeah. This is why it's so dramatic when people are like, do I pull the trigger or not? Because this is essentially like the point of no return, right? Because yeah. at any point, you can actually put that shit down and go, you know what? Fuck this amount. So we could see the whole like pre-heist montage where we're like talking to our friends, like that whole like Rick and Morty episode mm-hmm. where it's just the whole thing is them like talking about planning crimes and then never doing anything. Um, I I think that... So you could you could have all of that. You could have planned the whole thing out to the T and then just be like, well, we don't want to do the crime. We're not actually going to do this. Yeah. We'll just walk away and that's not a crime. Yeah, that's what that, that's what we call a good script, Brian. Fascinating. Because we didn't do anything. It's just it's just a fantasy. Yeah. We just wrote fan fiction. That's all we we you and I just wrote Ocean's 11 fan fiction, right? It was kind of exciting. Even if you and I went and got crowbars and rope and balaclavas, you and I still haven't done shit. All we did was cosplay. Yeah, I only own one of those three things. So. Right? So you can show up at the Capitol with a flag. You can talk and yell about treason all you want, but the moment you smash a window and cross a threshold, that's treason. Yeah, I see those guys, the yellow and black wearing guys, finally went 
down for like 30 something years or whatever that's crazy. so brian i i, I mean and, and so it starts to get fuzzy when we talk about inciting right so here's the thing though but here's here's the other thing that happens i, I could say you know i could be at a bar next to you and be like i'm gonna fucking punch you dude so what those are just words I'm trying to get you to hit me first, but that's because the first person who throws the punch, that's assault. Anything after that, self-defense. I never considered that that was, like, a tactic in that consideration. That's Yeah. Because that's what assault is. Shit. How about that? <sighs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah, just whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so, so those are... That, that's... that's but That's back that. To, back to our fella in Santa Fe, though. What's uh, right. what's the goings on with that? So, they've been indicted. Grand jury has said yes. Including there's enough here to proceed. This guy, who yeah, mentioned this guy. before on the podcast. Mm -hmm. He's mentioned, I believe, third. So it goes Trump. Wow. And then Giuliani, and then Eastman. That's because Eastman is a lawyer. Is one uh, of Trump's lawyers. Uh, so here's the other thing, Brian. If I'm a lawyer, if I'm an actual, real, honest to God lawyer, which as we've been over, I'm not. Right. If I am an actual lawyer, though, I've taken a variety of oaths. One of which is indeed to uphold the law, which is the Constitution, starting with then state constitutions of the bars that I have been admitted to, and then, of course, any other relevant bullshit in which I practice, okay? Wait, so that means I, as your lawyer, if you do something unconstitutional... Okay, but anyway, continue, I'm sorry. That's just an interesting... Didn't so know let's say I'm your lawyer, that. Brian. Yeah. And you come to me and you say, I want to hide my assets... Oh. Because I don't want to pay taxes. I'm going to hide my assets because I don't want to pay taxes, Kathy. Is there anything I can do about that? Um, since I'm speaking to a lawyer, this is just between us, right? Wait, no. Well, Hold see, on. you would you think that. that. <laughs> I haven't see, well, paid you, you yet, think right? That. So... Well, no, pretend pretend I am your lawyer. Okay, just The thing is, though, okay. is that as a lawyer, I can't do anything that breaks the law. So I have to, like, speak in code? If I No, Brian, I, we can't. So there's no Period. real life Saul Goodman, really. No, he broke the law. Well, I didn't that, that's watch the whole point of Saul oh, Goodman. He he he, he he broke every ethical oath he has. Yes. Right. Um, I cannot help you commit a crime. I can't help you commit it. You can do it. I can't help you though. So you can be like, I want to launder money. I'd be like, okay, well the consequences of that are this, Brian. If you get caught, you're looking at five to ten years. That's real. Wait, so, okay. I can't connect you to the person who's going to launder your money, though. I can't do that. You can't do the Saul Goodman move there. No. To do so is furtherance of a crime, and now I am part of the criminal conspiracy. Do you... I understand that now, then. Because then you've joined a separate group. You're you're out of your isolated group. I'm the independent council here. Now you're part of the organization. I am first and foremost an officer of the court when one is a lawyer. It's okay. kind of like when you... Uh, uh, the the oath, the military oath, the oath of the. Now I recognize why they look at lawyers as the intercourt the way that they do. Then they're part of they are they are inside the system itself. So then you are. That's right. So at, you know, um, you're not from the outside. I served in AmeriCorps, which is actually a branch of the United States. Uh, I wouldn't say armed forces. We are considered though as a service 
uh, group. I did serve my country because I was in AmeriCorps. Yes, I learned this. And much like a military person, I had to sh make my oath statement. And so this was my oath statement. Uh, it's every anyone who enlists in the military, and when you pass the bar and get the court and blah, 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 you say some shit like this. I solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the U.S. against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So what that means is that, like, I don't pledge allegiance to the president I pledge or the flag. I pledge allegiance to the law of the land, which is in this case the Constitution, the state constitutions, and any other bullshit down the line. So if you say to me, I want to launder money, I go, that's great. I can't help you. Just know that if you do, then then you get caught. I'll represent you in court. I'll be your attorney. Are you? I'll do your best to keep you out of prison. Do you but... have to report them for saying that to you? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm supposed to. I'm I'm not sure because I never went through with the whole bullshit, right? Yeah. But um. <clears throat> yeah, and then it continues. You say a bunch of other shit. But that's the f enemy's foreign and domestic part, right? That That's why they've gotten Trump here. See, because what he's supposed to do is uphold the Constitution. And what he tried to do is he tried to get Mike Pence to use his uh, essentially performative powers of transition to actually stage a coup. Yes. And I... And they took steps to ensure this happened. And that's been like defined, right? A coup like has yeah. been defined in this context too. I don't. I don't. I don't think they've said that I would word. Love to I, see. I don't know what the. Oh, okay. I don't know what I they're going to insurrection trees. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're going to say. Yeah, I would. Oh, I would even love to see what the definition of how many boxes I you have to check for thing. it to be like. What's like? What is sedition? Is that a different, unrelated thing? Not this. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what the. I know they put those words next to each other. Treason and sedition. Sedition is... Sedition is the language uh, intended to incite insurrection. It's like... Uh, Edward Jenks, and this is Cornell, by the way. This is Cornell, and it says, Edward Jenks in the Book of English Law contends that sedition is perhaps the very vaguest of all offenses. Oh. And attempted to define it as the speaking or writing of words calculated to excite disaffection against the Constitution as by law established. But that could be so broad. You could you could apply that to anyone who has like any like n unconventional. Well, no, I'm sure it wouldn't just be mm -hmm. used. But I mean, mm -hmm. It could be any unconventional thought, but the First Amendment fights against that, I suppose. Well, see. Well, I mean, I see. see so this is this is where where we go from. <clears throat> sedition is the language intended to incite insurrection but just because i commit sedition doesn't mean the insurrection happens right so oh here's... so if you commit it if you try so it's like attempting to do it is a crime even if you don't actually have a riot well it, that's exactly why this is so challenging Right. This is what so people like, are trying to figure out. Getting enough people to have a riot is that still a crime that I'm going to get charged with sedition? So when does when does this uh, currently the federal government criminalizes seditious conspiracy if two or more persons in the U.S. conspire to overthrow, put down, or destroy by force the government of the U.S. to levy war against them That's or to oppose by force the authority thereof? 
or by force to prevent, hinder, or delay the execution of any law of the United States. Delay so this is probably what they're going to get them on. Yeah. Or by force to seize, take, or possess any property of the U.S. contrary to the authority thereof. So anybody who sat on Nancy Pelosi's desk and picked up a stapler? Yep. They'll attach that on there. Huh. But, like I said, this is what a grand jury would essentially... I, I mean, again, if, if if what they're being incited for is sedition. That's not what they're being incited for, though. Uh, or indicted for. Um, let me pull it up, because I saw it earlier. Yeah, I'd love to see the, the specific thing. Wow, this is this is awesome. I love this. Yeah, so everyone's getting the big knowledge of, of, of a law school dropout. So I'm just saying that out loud for all of you guys now. <laughs> I can tell you about a, a C-stand. I can tell you about how to work a dolly. <laughs> I can attach a camera onto a dolly. How about that? That's Probably my dropout. Somewhere. Uh, let's see what else. What did I learn? Um, Here it is. Oh, I can coil a wire really well. Good that. So this is what the this is what an indictment looks like. So for our listeners, if if you give a shit, you can go and Google it. Oh, this is yeah, wow. This is a copy of it. This is just a straight so, up scan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, when you commit a crime, it is the state that this is why you're entitled to representation. It's because it is the state who is bringing the full force of the law and its consequences to you. This is you are facing jail time, right? So if all you're facing is like a lawsuit, that's why that happens between two private parties, right? If if all Trump had done was... Uh, smashed my car windshield, then I could just sue him for that. Um, it's it's not likely that he would get for something like that. For example, he might get like disruption of the peace. Okay. Destruction of property. Right, but they might just be like, just sue him in court. That's such a small thing. Take him to small claims. It's four hundred dollars for a new windshield. Shut the fuck up and deal. Right. That's what yeah, they'd say. We have enough cases of whatever any giant any bigger things right he hit he broke my windshield and he hit me with the golf yeah, club then it's there you go yeah now we're talking something a little bit different right so um that's essentially what's happening here is instead of kathy versus donald john donald john trump it's the state of georgia bringing these as criminal charges uh it's essentially the state saying we believe the crime you have committed is so great like so big so dangerous to the entire concept of public safety and social order that we're making a fucking example of you that's exactly what that means so when it's the united states government versus thing when it's the state of california versus thing that's exactly what that's okay right interesting if it's chevron v brian yes i'm in trouble you're still in trouble but it's not the government yeah yeah, you're in trouble with Chef. <laughs> Which would be a very bad position okay. to be in. That's right. That's right. Okay. Maybe worse than the government. Maybe even worse. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's exactly right. So um, this is who they have indicted. They have indicted in order 
Trump on these what are called counts of the indictment. So these are the uh, crimes they're being charged with. And you'll see on the right-hand side, they're numbered one through... Wow. That's a lot. 41. 41. (laughs) One through 41. So there are 41 things that in total all of these people have been charged with. Wow. And then next to their names, it'll say these are the ones that in particular apply to that particular individual. So Donald Trump is not in all of them. He's only in some of them. But that's true for everybody because that's why it's a conspiracy. Yeah. So just because you split up the work doesn't mean like you're you get off. They get you on the specific things that you did. Right. So um, going back to the art heist, right? It's all a thought and a plan until you and I actually implement it, right? Until we touch art. It's, yeah, okay. Okay. So now, however, let's pretend that I got my husband to go to the Walmart and buy us black gloves and balaclavas. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. If he knows why I asked him for it, it doesn't matter that we're married. Oh, okay. Okay. Like spousal privilege means I, I, I won't, he can't be forced to testify against me. He doesn't have to get up on the stand, but they may not need him if Walmart has surveillance cameras. Right. That's like... So it doesn't fucking really protect me all that much, right? That's yeah. all it really means is he doesn't have to testify. He, we can't. They can't force him to get on the stand and say, yes, Kathy asked me to go to Walmart and buy black balaclavas and black gloves. Yeah. But like I said, if Walmart has surveillance cameras and they saw him talking to the cashier buying those items going like trying them on and like laughing at the cashier taking photos, (laughs) (laughs) posing. They don't need him. They, they don't need his. Do you see what I mean? Like it's just it's so this idea that your spouse can protect you or something is stupid because it's very narrow thing that they can't say. Okay. Okay. So, uh, however, if Tyler wants to get on the stand, he can. <laughs> okay. It's not like a get out of jail free card. I can't be like, but he's married. You he can't make him anything. get up there. Yeah. He can be like, fuck you. I'm gonna say shit anyway. <laughs> yeah. They just can't make him. That's it. That's the only exception. Anyway, they can't make you. Okay, but if he knows why we sent him to the Walmart to help us commit this art heist, he's on the hook for it now. He is helping us commit this crime. So if you and I get all of that shit and then go commit the crime, even though he's not present, he will still be on the hook. He helped us commit this crime because you and I actually acted on it. You and I did it. And stole the art, and he helped. If I tricked him and said it's because we were going to go be ninjas for (laughs) Halloween or some shit, and we're okay, (laughs) then I tricked him. I'm on the hook for that. Uh, They'll feel betrayed as my spouse, I'm sure, and then they'll be, like, on the stand going, yeah, that bitch fucking sent me to Walmart because she told me it was a ninja costume. (laughs) Because wow. even though they can't force him to testify, he still can if he wanted to. And that's what I would be risking if I tricked my spouse into helping me steal art. <laughs> wow. 
That was like right. a huge. So, so this this is the law. This is right the law. There. Like it's 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 uh just because you're married, it doesn't protect you. Just because you're my attorney, doesn't protect you. You are you as an attorney are supposed to know better and go, um, Brian. I really don't think you should try to launder any money. Hmm. I'm gonna try not to. I don't ever. think that's a good idea. <laughs> Generally, um, I, as your lawyer, I highly nervous. suggest you not do this. Yeah. You know, that's my duty as your attorney is to say I really don't think you should do it. It is also my duty, however, when once you do do it and you come back and go, mm, you know that thing you told me not to do, I did it. I'd be like, okay, well, you know, well then we'll just hope and pray that the FBI doesn't come knocking and uh, you'll be all right. Yeah, and we'll when own they do, give Monet's me a call. Least famous painting, forever. But I can't help you with the crime if I'm your attorney. I cannot. That's the whole deal. And so that's why people are like, oh, I can't believe they're arresting attorneys. Yeah, it's because they broke the law. I that's, totally that's the whole fucking point. Now. I have to say, honestly, like, I didn't even know that, that I wasn't clear to myself that that was a question that I had. That was a huge question that I had. So thank you for answering it for me. Now I understand. Well, so John Charles Eastman, yeah. Santa Fe resident, is an attorney, specifically Trump's attorney. Mm-hmm. John Eastman, you will see, has been hit with counts 1, 2, 9, oh, yeah. 11, 13, 15, 17, 19, and 27. So, 1, violation of the Georgia RICO Act. Okay. 2, solicitation of violation of oath by public like officer. So, if I'm a public officer, I take an oath that I will uphold the law. And I'm saying to you, okay, Brian, I'm hearing you that you're an attorney and you can't launder money, but... What I'm saying is, I want you to be what if you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, mm-hmm. And I'm so even, so that's me bribing, that's like a bribe, right? Yeah. So that's what a bribe essentially is, right? So it's me going, hey, I know you're a politician and I can't offer you money, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, something I'm just thinking about here. And that, that itself is a crime because I'm, I'm bribe, I'm attempting, it's attempted bribery, which sounds insane. But me simply asking the question is a crime. So I can, you and I can joke about it right now, but yeah. that's because you are not an elected official. If I walked up to an elected official and said, hey, would you like a bribe? Like in a jokey that's manner. That's not a joke. Yeah. That's not a joke. I can't say that. It's like literally the saying law, the, the law doesn't allow the sense like of humor. Can, yeah. But there's going to be some serious consequences. <laughs> For saying the words, I have a bomb at the Albuquerque Sunport. <laughs> yeah, as, as you'd expect. Actually, so I was going to ask you this now. Or what? Well, here, let's see. It had related to the count there. So solicitation of violation of oath. So that means, oh, yeah, that is, it is like what you said. I'm, no. would, would you break your promise for me? Maybe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yes. Okay. You're saying I'm hearing you say that you can't do that, but I'm saying, what if you did? Yeah. What if you did it for then, me? Yeah. <laughs> so, but what that's saying is that this lawyer asked someone else to do that too. Ooh. He's the one who is soliciting. Oh, like another hey, what lawyer. If you break... Or a judge. Or one of these or... fellows on the list. Or, yeah. Someone. Cheese bro. I see him here. Number 11, 
So yeah, let's let's yeah, let's, let's look let's at see, some of these yeah. counts. Like let's just look at the counts you know, in total. So you know what's remarkably easy for you and I is to never get caught up in a Rico case because we'd never have enough money or profile or anything to ever be anywhere near anything like that. It would just never be possible. We'll just never be in a Rico case, and you and I can breathe easily, knowing that organized crime <laughs> charges will never be levied against us. Okay, so we're never gonna ask <laughs> a judge to please make an exception for us so that's not gonna happen so we're not gonna ever do number two so we're good we're good on that um false statements and writings now this Mm, may sound that's kind of generic yeah does that mean like in terms of a rico case or like just um so what this would so this wouldn't just be like um like just you and i writing fan fiction okay 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 this would be like um um, me falsifying a copy of my insurance. Oh. Okay. And okay. That's, and that's treated as a same level offense, of course, in different contexts? So so something like that, yeah. And so, again, not a lawyer, right? And I don't know exactly what kinds of false statements and writings exactly, but that's yeah. what that would be, okay. right? So if um if you were to say, hey, Kathy, uh, you and I were just an offender bender, uh, can I have a copy of your insurance card? And I reached in and I said, yeah, here it is. And it's completely fake. That is a false statement in writing because you're expecting like in my actual insurance card. Especially in like a traffic. That's like a whole legal scenario in itself. Yeah, yeah I'm not just get, handing you Harry Potter fan f- fiction. You would be like, what's this? I asked you for your insurance card. Yeah, there's right. like a process it be... you have to follow. Well, I think. So when we say false statements and writings, it means like like it's a fake, it's like a forgery, it's like a fake license or a fake affidavit, right? So um it, here's one, right? Like um the the example of um uh I keep all of my records for my car maintenance. Just that's just smart. I also just keep a tally at the end of the year how much did I spend on maintenance and that also tells me, oh, I forgot to get my oil changed this year. Let me go ahead and do that now. Anyway, that's just me. But uh let's pretend I didn't keep my receipts. Okay. Okay? I just they were all lost in the fire of the car. Fiery wreck, whatever. Okay, all gone. I can go to a notary public, and I can give an affirmation. Oh. And I can say, I, Kathy, I solemnly swear that I get my car maintained regularly. Right. Well, I don't have any more receipts. I, You can go talk to my mechanic and maybe the guys at Jiffy Lube. Go check them out. I promise you they might have records, but I don't have any. I solemnly swear I looked everywhere up and down my apartment, couldn't find any receipts. Thank you very much. Please take my word for it right but by going to like a notary or something and affirming that very sincerely i'm saying no this is really the truth i promise right and i sign it and the notary stamps it and then i present it to the court and i go look i couldn't find any fucking receipts i promise uh if you really want to fucking track down the shit at jiffy lube via con dios but i don't know what to tell and you and they right? accept that as fact punishable if you were to be found to be not telling the that's truth. right okay that's right is so if it turns out right that i never ever ever took my car to jiffy lube and i can be proven as a liar then i have given a false statement in writing 
Which would be because pretty serious because you gave a directive to court. Literally you know? swore it was true, right? So there's one thing between me and you saying pinky swear, I swear this is true, and me saying to the court, I fucking swear that this is true. Yeah. So you can't... So that, that's why they make you swear in. So you can't lie in a deposition either, right? That's right. So that's... And if you lie when you say that you didn't and you're under oath, that's called perjury. Mm. So I can say it, right? So th that's how they get me twice. So I submitted a letter that says I solemnly swear that I take it to Jiffy Lube. And then they get me up on the stand. Kathy Garcia, do you say right now, once again, here in open court, do you really take your car to Jiffy Lube? And I go, I fucking swear. I promise. I take my car to Jiffy Lube. And then they come out and they go, hmm. Here we have documents from every Jiffy Lube in the tri-state area. Never, ever. They're like holding you their finger up. You went through your bank records. Never any charges. So not only did I submit a fake writing, now I even said it on the stand. So I lied twice. And it made you look really Because I could have gotten up on the stand and said, you know what? You guys are right. You got me. Mm, I never... Never took it. To on your head. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, mm. oh. Again, the, the, again it's like that seems Phoenix stupid, Wright. but it's because what, like, we're trying to wrap our heads around something that's a little more ordinary, right? Yes. Like, you can see why lying about it, if what we're trying to figure out is who's responsible for this car accident might actually matter. If someone died in a car accident because I literally did not keep my car up to date, I should probably be held liable yeah. in some way for that. I, I think there's some concept right? of liability there. I think that some li concept of liability would probably be made by some party. Um, and it's also teaching everyone else, hey, take your fucking car to Jiffy Lube, right? Don't be the asshole who accidentally kills a mother of four because you had bald tires. And you should be, like, wanting to do And you hit a patch way. of black ice, right? Like, I didn't put the ice there. You didn't put the ice there, but I could have had a better set of tires. That I could have fucking done, right? Again, this seems stupid and ordinary, but isn't that all our lives are, right? And so these people are committing extraordinary crimes because oh, yeah. they're in these extraordinary positions. The, the kinds of fuck-ups you and I are going to make, Brian, are not RICO charges. You're right. The fuck-ups you and I are going to do is forget to take our car to Jiffy Lube. Yeah. But those don't usually wind up in fatal wrecks either. Right? right? Right. Yeah. So, and anyway, like the, the, this, it's, 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 that's why it's mind boggling to us. We don't understand this shit because we're never in these positions. No. Yeah. Who's going to offer me a bribe? What the fuck? What power and control do, do I have? What? Over yeah. To do what? Yeah. Like you mean pay me for my services? What do you, <laughs> what, what exactly are you at bribing me for? I don't. I can't get you to the front of any lines. I can't, like, I don't have any secret knowledge exactly. Like, I, I, I know a lot about, like, the internet for some reason, but I don't know why it's that's not valuable. Like worth money. <laughs> yeah, <think>. like. <laughs> you know, okay, so, uh, false statements in writing. Uh, it looks like solicitation of violation of oath of public officer. Happens again. It looks like I'm not sure why. Uh, impersonating a public officer. Wait, wait, this one's wait. a big deal. That's a very like you're just Agent Forty Sevening. Like you're dressing up as someone, or like you're like in an email. Like I am this person, or mm -hmm. 
would that be it? So, um, uh, I could say that I'm Batman. I could say that I'm Harry Potter. Yeah, fictional. But you know what I can't folks. do, Brian? I can't go up to you and make you believe that I am actually the county clerk of elections. <laughs> well, that I can't I, do. No, I would say this. I, uh, through knowing you through all this time, you have surprised me several times. I mean, that would be a real stretch, but if you did it in, if you did it the right way, you might be able to convince me that was true. I don't know. Anyway, let's keep Yeah, going. maybe, but in that case, I would be impersonating a public <laughs> no. officer, and now I would be committing a crime, there you right? Go. So, let's, so let's avoid that. I can say that I'm bat. I, I mean, I might even be able to convince you I'm Batman, right? That doesn't mean I am, right? It's true. So, this, yeah, you this do This is a- kind of the fucking thing, right? So, if <laughs> yeah, I'm impersonating yeah. a public officer, then this is a real like I. I mean, imagine what I could get away with. What if I pretended to be a health department inspector? What if I, restaurant oh, owner, oh. pretended to be a health inspector and went over to my competition and said, oh, this is all unacceptable. You need to shut down right now. Did you just invent a crime? This is like Law & Order Restaurant Edition. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I did just invent a crime. <laughs> that's, cra- I, that's a crime that, if that crime hasn't happened, you just like spoke that kidding? crime into existence. Are you kidding? I'm going to write existence. about it on Reddit this oh, afternoon. Oh, yeah. It's like, this happened to me. This happened Threw at work. my chest. Yeah. I did this. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I just committed this crime I made up. No, that's for real. I like that. I like that. That's an episode. Well, that's of why like that's, a, a, that's why that's show. illegal. Yeah, it would be. And and it doesn't. It, it again. It doesn't even matter how low or how high the officer is, right? Like I just invented a health inspector crime, and that's a serious crime. What you and I just just what I just invented is a serious crime. Anybody that did that, we would think they were insane. Yeah, because it's a huge. We would think for they a were a danger to themselves yeah. and other, right? Like, yeah. oh, you just had a business competitor, like literally every single else on earth. And you came up with like a Joker type scenario to like, <laughs> yeah, like kind of mess with them a little bit, like. <laughs> yeah. They like can't pay rent. They can't pay their employees, right? Like. Like, and th- that's just a health inspector that I invented, a right? A phony so, health, yeah. Uh, what, uh, what, what uh, I mean, notice that's not a police officer, which is a completely different crime because of its severity. Right, because it's like a trusted individual who could do Even all kinds more, of... Right, so like if I were the Zodiac killer pretending to be a fucking cop, yeah, now I'm really sick in the head. As if I'm not sick in the head enough by pretending to I be a health that inspector. I forgot that was a wrinkle of that forgot that that was a part of that you would always have the light conspiracy to commit impersonating a public office so this would be like if i said hey brian i want to pretend to be the county clerk of elections do you think you can help me print up some phony business cards (sighs) and you said yes i will help you print up phony business cards now, if I simply show up at your printing <laughs> business and say, my name is Kathy and I am the, I need some business cards print, printed, can you print this on them, please? And you're just like a pimply-nosed teenager and you go, yeah, whatever, lady, that'll be 50 bucks. Then you, you're not part of this conspiracy. You're like literally not even looking. I like the, I like the scene, though. You just invented the kid's like kind of, he's so, not, he's not even stoned. He's just like 
16. He just he's, got yeah, the job. He just he's really not even really looking at what he's printing. He's just like loading the file on the computer and like 50 copies. All right, click. And it like starts printing out. And he's just like, I don't know, here, here you go. He's like, I, I'm, I'm the only one who knows how to use the printer yeah. around here. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your incriminating documents. Yeah, like. <laughs> So that that would be the difference between that guy and a conspiracy. Okay. Right. So, again, there there has to be a kind of a knowing element to it, right? This is the difference between me tricking Tyler to buying us clothes okay. to be ninjas. Okay. Versus, hey, I want to Which I feel like you're now speaking in the fruition on its own. Night. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <coughs> oh, parody. Uh, Forgery in the first degree, which is really funny. Kathy and I don't, I don't really actually want to steal that. art. And I want to make it known because Santa Fe, see, it would seem silly and ridiculous in any other city in the country, probably, except for maybe like, you know, one of the big couple big cities in the, in the country. But Santa Fe specifically oh, is, a, is a very expensive art community. <laughs> they have, I have like, definitely the, written a lot of thievery Ocean's Eleven fan fiction in this ooh, town, Brian, and I, I will like not that. stop. I am a menace. In fact, I've gone into stores and okay. <laughs> actively said I'd steal that. We'll keep this all... But we'll keep it wherever we want. Maybe we keep it right here. We don't have to have this discussion on the podcast. <laughs> we'll do... Well, you know what we'll do? Uh, we'll do it as if we're doing like a... Uh, this is... A, I love this. A new World of Darkness uh, role play. We'll be like, oh, we're in... <laughs> it's like the, the in Minecraft joke, basically. <laughs> anyway. I love it. So forgery in the first degree, mm-hmm. I don't really know what it is. Uh, I don't know how Georgia defines it. And that's what, the, by the way, that's what all those little letters underneath that are. Um, I don't know what OCGA exactly stands for, but I would say that this is probably something like the uh, Ordinance Codes of Georgia, Georgia Administration. Sounds right. Some bullshit like that, right? Good enough. It, it, and it's, it's how they organize <coughs> their laws. And so you know how you said, do you go look up things in a big book of laws and i'm like yeah that's basically what you do okay literally and so in georgia you would have to go to the ocga okay and you'd have to look it up okay so i don't know shit about georgia here's what i know i know about right so let me show you what new mexico's looks like um i assume if it was a book it would be like unbelievably big so they actually it must be uh like many volumes or Mm mm-hmm yeah, no, and uh, it, and that's why law libraries exist, right? That's why you go to the university and you can represent yourself in court if you can access the law library. Um, but times have changed, and now almost all of it's online. In fact, this is also what they don't teach you. Uh, you could, uh, if you wanted to, go to and subscribe to something like LexisNexis mm. or Westlaw, which is a subscription that's service. a lot of money, right? Yeah, it is a lot of fucking money. And so you can go and you can subscribe to one of these services and you can look up um, sedition. The word, okay. oh. just like we did in Google. And then see right? where it comes up. And, uh... and it'll it'll give you literally everything. And you can, you can find how sedition is defined in Spain and how it's defined in oh. Georgia, the country, and Georgia, the oh. state. And you Whoa. can find how... Uh, articles and art published and textbooks and archives and blah 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 and all kinds right, of that shit. That sounds like okay. something that you'd go to jail for pirating. 
Yeah, no. Well, the, the what they don't tell you is that most of that is public access. Oh. See, every law is required to be published online by the government, Makes right? Sense. Or like like publicly, right? Yeah. So um so if I I don't know shit about Georgia, but if I really wanted to, I could go find Georgia's ordinances and look them up just like I can New Mexico's. And so I'm only at the New Mexico one cuz this is what I know and understand most ideally. So instead of Westlaw and those expensive subscriptions, you would then instead just know that you could look up at all of this shit individually, and that's what you do. That's it. Wow. That's the difference. So that's what I do, because I don't like giving people money for any reason. I had a real pirate's attitude in, in law school. I didn't pay for any of my books. Mm. I literally scanned every single one of them, because I was also commuting. So I, I turned everything right. into a PDF, put it on my tablet... And had the lightest commute of anybody and took the train from Santa Fe down to Albuquerque every single day. And they were like, how do you commute with your books? I'm like, you commute with books? You're in a car. You're like, Are I'm you a fucking idiot? Coolest student ever, actually. <laughs> I'm like, I'm older than all of you. Are you yeah, guys Seth, <laughs> Like in my mind, I was like. I'm sorry, yeah. you guys are stupid. You guys are stupid. <laughs> so. I ran into I'm that like, a wow, lot. I just have a lot of bookmarks in my tablet. Are I ran you into stupid? That a lot. People really think this younger generation, um, people, I would say, who we are, didn't. They, they they weren't taught well. I, were, I blame myself. Well, let's I say, did what I could. Is what I'll say. When I was in community college, I experienced. I was dealing with people who were, let's say, twenty five down to like nineteen. God bless them. We had a lot of fun together. You know, all, it was all great. But uh, I thought the people that age, I thought people like 10 years younger would be like way into computers and like using them really young and like all, not a single one of them could like edit. We gave them iPads, Brian. We didn't give them desktops and keyboards. You know, you know what else we didn't give them? Typing classes. See, I had typing. You mm -hmm. know, when I had typing, my first typing class. Okay. No, here. I, I, did we do this math? I did this math recently with someone, Ooh. but uh, I, I realized how I long I had been on. Yeah. I realized how long I had been prepared and ready for a computer. The very first time I ever was placed onto a computer, I was 10 years old. In our school district, we had what they called a computer bus. And the computer bus was an old school bus with all of the seats torn out. <laughs> and all along one wall of the bus was... a an array of Apple IIe computers, the little tiny boxes. And there were like a dozen of them, 20 of them. I don't know how many they fucking snuck on there, but we were elementary school kids. <coughs> and uh, the computer bus traveled from elementary school to elementary school. It would um, park outside for two weeks at a time or something like that, like a chunk. It was a nice little chunk before it went to the next elementary school. And then it did that for the entire year. It just went around and I guess they divided it so that it spent equal amounts of time, number of times at the elementary school because it came periodically. And you took your turn on it because it was there for the school, right? Eventually your teacher was scheduled to use the computer bus. And I remember that was the first time I played Oregon Trail and I played Number Munchers, but we also were taking typing. And we were being taught to use the keyboard. 
And I guess there would have been a mouse, I guess, with the 2E. Maybe a stupid little thing. I don't remember that, but it must have been there. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the computer I mostly remember arrow keyboard using for the gun for Oregon Trail. I'm remembering, yeah, the one button mouse. The one big button mouse. Yeah, like kind of trapezoidal or something. Yeah, kind of like a little, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't really anyway. But that is that is when I do remember being put on a computer for the first time, which I realize is now is quite quite early. But it was a real computer in the sense that we were taught to type. Yes. By sixth grade, I was taking full on typing courses. That was the um, case for me in eighth grade, I think, which was the same calendar year for me, <laughs> sixth grade. So. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't yeah. interrupt you there. No, no, no. But I mean, like, but I don't, I don't think that that's something that youngsters have experienced. I don't think they've taken typing courses. I don't think they use computers anymore. I think they use laptops. Not like that. But not like they use powers. laptops. Or like. Yeah, but but like as far as like even typing drills from an early age, like I feel like I mean I was ten. And we. Learned... I don't think that I was taking typing drills, but um, we learned, I mean um... certainly by sixth grade I was. Right, because by sixth grade, I remember in sixth grade, our typing teacher was giving us ASCII art. And we would learn, like, we would, like, so it would be, like, um, step one, 12 spaces. Step two, 16 ampersands. Yes. Hard return. And that, right, it was shit like that. And so you would read, and so, like, what, what. I remember what Ms. Coulter, my typing teacher, was telling us was put the put the sheet up in front of you, put it on a little mm-hmm. stand. It's you know, sit up, do look the thing. Straight ahead, yeah. And don't look at your fucking hands. Yeah. You know, and then just follow the instructions. And so it was kind of easy because at first it was like, oh, was ampersand. I have to hit shift whatever. I had like three classes by this lady. I just can't remember her name. But hey. I learned how to touch type, and I went in there. Let's see, I must have been, you know, thirteen-ish, I guess. And I yeah. didn't know how to touch. To I, I would, t- I, you know, I could type quickly, uh, but I had to like kind of like l- glance down to like keep my hands kind of in the right spot, you know. And then I wasn't like, and I could mm-hmm. read very well, but I guess like I don't know. It took me like a long time, but that class done. It was like only three, four weeks of that class, and I was like, oh wow, this is like completely natural now. By eighth grade, I was fast, but I but we had a word processor at home, and so I would type all my assignments. And most students weren't doing that, but I had a word processor because my it was my brother's hand me down. He had just gotten out of high school, and my dad always my parents always had a typewriter because my dad was an insurance agent, so he did his own shit. Um. And so we always had an electric typewriter in the house. My brother used it to type his papers in high school. And then I think by like eighth grade, my brother was like, you may as well just use all this shit too. He's like, you see how fast it is. It's like, why would you write your shit out longhand if you can just do this? And I was like, you're right. I can go back into the word processor and actually edit because it would save. Yeah. Now again, it was just, it was literally like a DOS it felt like a DOS setup. Like you couldn't, there was like, there was a, I think there was an option between a serif and a sans serif font. And that was about as 
complicated as it got, but it was like it, it was how you set the document. Like you couldn't even mix it up in between. What was the printing? Was it like a dot matrix kind of print? Like I remember it was a cartridge. Oh, okay. Um, and it, it was like black magnetic strip. It looked okay. like carbon copy paper uh, okay. is what it looked like. Okay. So it must have been some kind of like, I don't know if it was like laser or magnetic or something, yeah. but it may, may have just been pressure. But I, I yeah. mean, I don't know. I don't remember now. Gosh. I'm just interested to kind of know like um, just what it was, what it looked like. Yeah, no, I want to Google it now. Um, I am... I think I have memorized most of the computers that I had, like the model numbers. And Maybe stuff like kind that. of something like this brother one right here. See, that's actually kind of, yeah, that's kind of like in my head what I'm seeing, or, or that, yeah. It I, had, um, it had a screen like that. the The keyboard was separate from the unit, and you plugged it in. It had like a telephone cord kind of a thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like this one. I say kind of because it, it was all black. Interesting. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. Kind of yeah. like that. Uh-huh. It had something like that. And it had a little thing like that. Okay. So we're looking at what it's almost like a small television screen yeah. Um, in a separate unit from the keyboard itself. Yeah. With a, yeah. like a like a printer back end on the, mm -hmm. the screen. Yeah. And it was like dot matrixy like it was. Okay. It did look something like that, and it had this little bar that would like you flip it up and yeah, that bam, thing, it right? oh, So such satisfying to do the little bar flip. Yeah. Um, this one has. It looks like it has card slots in it. I don't remember mine. The one I was using having card slots like that exactly. Mm. Um, and it, I remember it having not like a white screen like that. It was like a longer, wider screen, almost like this Panasonic one. But this wasn't the shape at all. But I mean, I don't know. It would have been. There was really no standard screen format at the time. Everyone was kind of just mm -hmm. doing whatever it's still. My... My dad sold insurance for Allstate back then, hmm. um, and uh, the uh, the office that he worked in was in the downtown Sears in Los Angeles, on on Soto Street. Okay. And so I would venture it was something that was sold there. Oh, that would make sense because that was it's exactly what where they would have gotten it but it wasn't like this at all it had a screen i mean i'll keep looking we're diving deep cause, yeah because i'm kind of like <laughs> i'm kind of interested in finding it myself but um yeah. but anyway i guess the long story short is that we always had some kind of a something to type on in my home mm -hmm. and so once my brother was like yeah, like just fucking use the word processor. Why wouldn't you use the electric typewriter? Right? Like I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I? It's right there. We have we have it. We have paper. Like Yeah, that's um I would love to have a typewriter now and and, and give that a go. It looked kind of like that. Okay. 
Yeah, that, that cartridge, I mean. Yeah, I see. But, like, but like brother word processors were very similar. Yeah, like an electronic um, typewriter kind of cartridge. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I like how this one has a previous owner's name. Has like, their names not... on it. <laughs> That's a tiny little screen. Shout out to... That one stores like five lines or something. This is the that electronic works. graduate for $60. I could totally get into using one of those to like type up the show notes and like take a picture of it and like make that the cover or something like that. Kind of I like that this says related content and it's just more pictures of word processors. They have a really deep word processing hole. Oh, this is great though. I'm seeing a lot of like items that I would be like, I might actually like yeah, there, this is somewhere at a yeah this is somewhere at a at like an antique store not like at a goodwill anymore but like if you go to like some old like uh, some place running it out of an old big ass warehouse or something where it's like 1200 <laughs> vendors i think the one that i'd want to pick would be the one that has the most easily accessible new manufacturer ribbons that's what i would mm-hmm. go with and i'd be like mm-hmm. what's the cheapest one that i can buy a stack of 10 of those and just you know no i'll be set kind of looked like that yeah anyway i'll yeah, be, I'll be here forever staring i mean it looks like <laughs> it looks like five hundred thousand different companies were making them back then i mean in addition to like you know the names of the company like brother you yeah know, and but... that is those machines are what um kind of preceded the like full pc computer and the not to mention obviously the word processing suite of softwares but so i don't know about georgia but if we go to the New Mexico website where all of the laws are kept, you're going to see a few different things up here. Okay. So these are Supreme Court opinions. So anything that goes to the Supreme Court of the state of New Mexico mm-hmm. and is decided by them creates new law. That's how that works. And so same thing with the Supreme Court of the United States. If they settle a dispute, consider the dispute settled. That is the purview of the court. That is their role, right? So that's why we hate them all right now. Because they're undoing a bunch of shit that they had said before, which is bad form. In New Mexico, you can go and you can look up cases going back all the way to 1852. It looks like they are indeed slowly but surely... Lifting up archives. So I can go to 1852. That. And I can find. Pino v. Beckwith. Bray v. United States. Territory v. Ortiz. Let's see what this one is. Yeah. Let's. 1852. The question which is presented by the papers in this case is one which must determine an important branch of the jurisdiction of the Supreme Court of this territory. Okay. The facts out of which it arises are as follows. On the second day of January 1852, the following petition was presented to one of the associate justices of the court. To the Honorable Grafton Baker, Chief Justice of the Territory of New Mexico, presiding judge of the first judicial district in said territory. Uh, the Territory of New Mexico by E.P. West, her attorney, would most respectfully represent to your honor that James J. Webb and William Messer v. Merchants and Partners trading and doing business under the name, style, and firm of Messer v. and Webb okay. have been and still are dealing and vending goods as merchants in the county of Santa Fe and okay. said territory oh. without a license. Oh. 
Though to deal and vend goods as merchants, as aforesaid, is required by law, and although they have been called on by R.M. Stevens, the sheriff in and for said county, to take out such license, they have hitherto wholly neglected and refused, and still oh do God. neglect and refuse, to take out such it's license to deal and vend goods as merchants, as aforesaid. They have to pay taxes, probably. Yeah. They have to upkeep it. the roads that are all going up and down the square. I love the territory this. aforesaid by her attorney aforesaid would further represent to your honor that on the second day of October 1851, Honorable Thomas Ortiz, probate judge in and for the county of Santa oh. Fe in said territory, issued his warrant upon complaint of the sheriff of said county as provided by law under his hand for the arrest of the said James J. Webb and the said William S. Messervy in words and figures as followed to wit. Whereas complaint has this day been made by the sheriff of said county, go through and say that shit all over oh, again. It's all like, yeah, okay. and they go see we're arresting you because of this, because uh, you have dealt as merchants without yes. a license yes. first obtained, in witness thereof, and so this upon which then on the said territory for this blah, and so this is basically a record of the court proceedings. Yeah, and it's the definition of an illegal business. It's a, it's like a business off the books, essentially. Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, <clears throat> wow, there's a lot of notes. I so the note are those notes actually in the document or are those notes? This is yeah. This is the record wow. of the Supreme Court of 1852. This is the text of it. Oh, can we you see? Can this, this download like it as a PDF. It would just no. I don't think it's a scam. Oh, it's like typed up version of what it says. Yeah, it's I'm a like typed up timing. version. Oh, okay. Yeah, but interesting. But Brian, if you and I were to go down to the Supreme Court Law Library, which is catty corner from. Del Charo. Jesus, I didn't know it was just like steps away. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you it was and I could go through the metal detector and enter the Supreme Court Law Library, which is our right as citizens and residents can I of take the a look at a picture of this. Or do and you think I the can, I can go in and I, I could probably ask, and they might say, uh, "Well, I have an account there, and oh, have oh. had one now for many years, and so oh, <laughs> they might let me do it just because I'm like." Hey, can I look, please? Can you bring it down? They might have to make an appointment. Um, they there might be like it, it might be stored in like the state archives. They might be telling me to go right because they may not actually have it here in this building. It might be in the New Mexico State Archives being held and preserved. In which case, I can then go down to the New Mexico State Archives, which are on Camino Carlos Rey at the intersection of Cerrillos. <laughs> and just go down to the archives and ask the librarians, pretty please, can I look at it? And you will be shocked. They often say yes. Wow. We can see um, the oldest thing on legal record in New Mexico. Yeah, I mean, they might say no, because they might say, look, it's under, like, it's a really fragile document. Do you know what? But they might you can literally too. go they down like, there and oh, be yeah, like, well, hey, it. I'm just really interested in seeing old documents. Is there yeah. anything you can show me? Yeah. And yeah. they might go, yeah, actually, there is. Go, come look at this shit. How about this one? Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. That's so something that I could is... do. I have time to do things like that as a retired person. Go to Santa Fe <laughs> and just go to a library and be like hey can we find these old documents they pay you to do this right so i'll just mm -hmm. kind of like oh, you want to do the fun part of your job 
So New Mexico becomes a territory in 1848 of the United States, anything previous to that. And so this is what makes the the New Mexico State Archives pretty incredible, is because we have not only the records going back to American occupation and the territory, but we are also governed by uh, kind of all of this other shit. Uh, here. So the historical constitutions are all of the prior versions of our constitution. Uh, This is the current version of the Constitution of New Mexico and of the U.S. These are the governing documents for any state. So like if we were to go to Georgia's, it would likely have the Constitution of the U.S. and the Constitution of Georgia together, right? They would be presented as foundational documents together. So we can do that with the Constitution of New Mexico, too. You can go through, and it's just indexed. It's just like browsing Wikipedia. You can just read any fucking thing you want whatsoever about whatever. Um, So. I'd be interested to see what's in a state constitution. Yeah. So these are the other historical documents that govern us here in New Mexico. So this is the Treaty of Peace between the U.S. and Mexico, which is essentially, which ends the Mexican-American War. Oh. Firm of Treaty of Peace between the U.S. and Mexico, executed at the, this is the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, uh, February 2nd, 1848. So it is at this moment that New Mexico becomes a U.S. territory. Where, um, then, where on the map is that? Sorry that I don't know that. But. Yeah. Where'd it go? Let's see. I have like, I really have no expectation. I have, it's a blank for me. We're finding out where the document that ended the Mexican-American War was officiated. Oh, I see. Two different places. Um, It looks like there are three different Guadalupe Hidalgo cities in Mexico. Um, Probably that one in Puebla. Okay. I would guess. Um, ratification in Querétaro, which is a different part of Mexico. Because I'm trying to get a picture in my head of like how far away these decisions are being made about New Mexico. And... Closer, closer to Mexico City, but this is because the U.S. and the and Mexico have been fighting. Right, and, and, right? and, and so they've been fighting over all of this. Yeah, it's a big. I'm yeah. thinking of a different time, I guess. Yeah. See, head. because all of this was Mexico, right? So, the United States at this point was the colonies, the Louisiana Purchase, maybe a little bit of Texas. Texas is its own little fucking deal at the moment, right? Because it's like Texas is like, I don't want to be a part of the U.S. We want to be Texas, right? Right. So Texas is its own thing, but that's why that's happening, right? Because 
the the U.S. is trying to come in and say, hey, Texas, do you, do you want to be Mexico or do you want to be the U.S.? Huh? And they're like, fuck you, U.S. We don't want to be either. We want to be Texas. We don't want to be Mexican either. Right. So that's essentially what's happening here. And then they're like, well, what say you, New Mexico? And we're like, what? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> There's like 75 people here. No. And so, you know, you're talking about all of this. Yeah, the, the, all of all of, all of Spain was all of Mexico, right? So what you're talking about is California, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, Colorado, probably everything coming up to here. But that's exactly why the Louisiana Purchase and Lewis and Clark was also fucking important, right? Because it was all of these people coming up up here. The Spanish never made it up to Washington. The Spanish made it up to San Francisco. I didn't. Oh wow, yeah. I guess there's limits of how far you can like expand your uh, European empire throughout the North American continent. Remember what's at also happening up here. Yeah. Look at what's happening up here. Right. So in oh, Canada, another country, right? So the British, right. were expelled from the U S but they stayed in Canada. Right. That's why those morons still have the queen and shit on their fucking money. Mm. Canada is kind of like, I mean, they're, you know, they're not, they're their own thing, but they have a prime minister, but they still are like, ooh, the royals, right? Just like Australia, even though they're, <laughs> they're not. I right? like how it's so officially like stupid. on the record, ooh, the royals is actually like their position. They're like, they're on our money because it's kind of fun, right? That's like essentially what they're. <laughs> essentially what it is, yeah. right? But like. But I don't, th you know, I don't think they give a shit, but that's why it's things like British Columbia. Ooh, right. And then France and shit is all like, no, that's Quebec. But Quebec is like, well, we're not France, just in the same way that Texas is like, we're not Mexico. It's like, you guys are fucking Mexico. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> sorry, Texas. You're definitely Mexico. I'm sorry to break it to you. Um, to Texas, right? Because the Mexicans that live in Texas are like, yeah, this is Mexico. Anyway, so um, that's what the, that's what they're all fighting about, right? So that's literally what they're fighting about. And so when the U.S. wins the war, this is what then has to start to happen: is how do we define uh, these little fucking chunks here, right? So if I look at the history of um, Of the Gadsden Purchase down in the southern border, right here. Big image. I want a big image. Come on, big image. Rude. This is good. I like we've had like legal stuff and it's brought us into history. I mean, it's all the same banana, right? Oh, it I is. mean, this it's is completely. I mean, law. The, yeah. I mean that that this is. I mean, law is the colonization process. I mean, the, the, I mean, in fact, I'll I'll get to that here in just a moment. It's why mm. I hate it so much, right? Like, um, so here you have essentially a history of what's happening, right? So you have. Look, East Florida, eighteen nineteen, Spanish session, right? Because th this is all Spain. Remember, so like right. cause Spain came to to the Car Caribbean, comes up the coast of Florida and along the coast, but so do the French, so do the Dutch. For those right? interested, they, they... we covered all of this in an episode about four or five episodes ago, actually. Uh, yeah, about the fucking the guy who didn't uh, want to get off an island because he couldn't swim off of afraid. Galveston. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Please go back and find that. 
Right. So here we have Texas. Here we have the Louisiana Purchase. The Louisiana Purchase has already happened by the time that the Mexican-American War is happening. That's happening in 1848. The Louisiana Purchase happened in the early 1800s, 1803 to be exact. Right. So you have all of this shit. Oregon Territory Treaty with Great Britain, 1846. Right. So look at what the United States is doing. They're playing a game of risk. Right. So they have the 13 colonies. They get the fucking Louisiana Purchase. They get this little chunk up here, which we now call North Dakota. We straighten out the line. This 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 was a whole fucking problem, too. Yeah, the United that's... States was fine. That, that was 5440 or fight. That was the big old fucking cry for freedom against the British once more. You know, it was where are we going to put this line? Well, this line was first considered here, and I believe it was also considered down here somewhere below oh, the Great. Oh, that would have changed things. That would have changed a lot of things, right? So, but here we go, right? So we set up the line. We make the border all nice and straight on the northern end, and so now you have the colonies, the purchase, the straight line up to the north, Texas doing its own fucking thing, and meanwhile all of this pressure on Mexico to give up California, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, and a chunk of New Mexico and Colorado. Texas is trying to claim New Mexico and Colorado all the way up through the Rio Grande. And this is why New Mexico map. this is why New Mexico and Texas don't get along. Texas was also very much so aligned with the Confederacy. Right, which I think we talked about their push trying to get in through the southern edge down here to try to push through to the California coast, which also would have given us a very different version of history, too. So New Mexico successfully fights against Texas, pushes Texas back to the square that we now know as our current New Mexico, and New Mexico keeps its bit of the Rio Grande, right? So right. there's that. But again, the pressure is still too much on the Mexicans. They can't win against the Yankees, right? So what happens? Mexico loses. California, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, and chunks of Colorado and New Mexico, which, just like Texas, had always been Mexico in the first place. And that's part of the document that we just looked at, the, mm -hmm. the 1848. Okay. Yeah. So, so this creates the border down here, this down pink one, giving us this. But do you see this little chunk? This is the Gadsden yeah. Purchase. This happens later. And it's part of New Mexico, too. Interesting. In 1848, little... the treaty gives this pink shit right here. So what we're reading is the treaty that gives this pink stuff to the U.S. This orange part doesn't happen until a few years later. Interesting. And that's why New Mexico has that little shape down there. Mm-hmm. So that's the Treaty of Peace that gives... California, Nevada, Utah, all of the Southwest from Mexico to the U.S. Spanish did it, though, right? Because, again, if I look at this map, this was all indigenous land. It's the Spanish who pushed up along the coast, pushed up into New Mexico, and pushed all the way through here, through this part of Florida and into Texas. That's our this history. Is completely fascinating. Nothing but plunder. And so in New Mexico, right, that's why it's fascinating because we get to see all of this shit. So that's the treaty of that. Um, 
uh, the Gadsden Treaty, which gives us the little orange bit down here in 1853, is also right there. 1848 gives us the Territory of New Mexico, the Kearney Bill of Rights, and the Kearney Code of Laws. These are from Missouri. Oh, Missouri. You're probably thinking, what yes. the fuck is that <laughs> Exactly. About? How okay, is... Yeah. Um... So the reason that Missouri comes up is because in, first of all, the Santa Fe Trail starts in Independence, Missouri. When the Spanish were in charge of this territory, they did not trade to the Americans. The Spanish hated the Americans. When Mexico declares its independence from Spain... They open for business. I see. Because the Mexicans open for business, the Santa Fe Trail begins from Independence, Missouri, or somewhere for somewhere the fuck over there, and make it all the way to Santa Fe for trade, because it becomes the closest place they can get to, to now start getting access to all of these Mexican goods and services. Straightest fucking route. Right. So that's what they do. That's the old Santa Fe Trail. And that's why they say all trails lead to Santa Fe, because if you include the U.S. trail from Missouri to New Mexico and you add it to the Spanish trail of the coast from Mexico City along through Florida, you add it from the Mexico City to the Santa Fe Trail. To the Santa Fe location, which, by the way, was also an indigenous trail. And then you add it to the San Francisco Mission, Los Angeles, Baja, up and down the Gulf Course to Mexico City once more. That's the other Camino Real. You have three Camino Reals that were explored by, by the Spanish. The one from Mexico to San Francisco, to Santa Fe, and to Miami. This then starts to connect the whole rest of the United States now to this part, the western edge of the continent, which they, they, they could get to Florida just fine. They were in South Carolina. What they couldn't do without going all the way the fuck around the world because the Panama Canal wasn't quite exactly there yet or only just starting to be built, they would have to go all the way the fuck around to get to Los Angeles. Not anymore, because now they could get to Santa Fe, and if they got to Santa Fe, they could get to Mexico City, and they could get to Los Angeles and San Francisco. Wow. I had no... So once wow. the once the war is over, the Mexican-American War is over, it was a Missouri general named Kearney who rides in to the Santa Fe capital and into the Palace of the Governors, and what does he bring with him? He brings with him the Kearney Bill of Rights and the Kearney Code of Laws, which is basically the Missouri version of laws. And those were based on the U.S. Constitution. So they go, well, we'll just make this for New Mexico. We'll just get where it, where it says Missouri. We'll just cross out Missouri and we'll just say New Mexico and we'll say it's this. That's and that's point. what he says. So Brigadier, Brigadier General Stephen Kearney says, hey, everyone, all of this Missouri shit, we're going to say that this is now for the territory of New Mexico. Blah, blah, blah. Bill of Rights now apply. 
uh, Kearney Code, here's how all this goes. So literally, is... he basically says, laws for the territory of the government of New Mexico? No, it was no. Missouri. Yeah, let's just slip because this book in. and That was page. it. Yeah. Brigadier General Kearney was from Missouri, so that just happened to be the book he had with him. If he had brought, like, the Massachusetts one, if he had brought the fucking Philadelphia one or whatever, we would have had those instead. Instead, we just fucking got Missouri. Incredible. That's it. What a... Just by accident. What... So that's the Kearney Bill of Rights and the Bill of Code. He establishes the territory, the Ferguson Act, and the Enabling Act are what allow us to become states. That becomes the resolution to admit the states that's presented to Congress. All of the other states ratify it, and we don't become a new state until 1912. And all of that is right there. Oh, wow. Oh, that's very Signed cool. by William Taft. Oh, he did What's something that? while he was president. Yeah. What else did he get up to? You know anything about it? Was he? he I get... don't know. <laughs> the Taft Hartley Act, I think. There you go. Maybe that was when he was a senator. Yeah. So, um, not only can I look up all that shit, um, I can then go to the actual current existing laws in the state of New Mexico, which I do all the time, and I go, "Hey, well, what do I want to learn about?" So. Uh, do I want to know how elections are handled at the for the governor and the legislators oh. and all that bullshit? Do I want to know what counties are and are not allowed to do? Do I want to know what municipalities, i.e. the city of Santa Fe, is and is not allowed to do? Do I want to know the rules around taxation? Do I want to know... Uh, uh, so here... Chapter 14, Records, Rules, Legal Notices, and Oaths. It probably says it is illegal to lie. And so I like, if the, I, basic, I like the basic concept or idea where it's going to say somewhere like not telling the truth is legally bad. Well, that, that, I mean, that, yeah. I, I mean, I swear to God. It's no, I just like the black, idea right? that it's written out somewhere. Like, See, so article one, preservation. <laughs> so here's one. Uh, here's how and when you can destroy a record. Oh, wow. County records. That's a good, yeah. yeah. This is all. The following county records shall be deemed obsolete and may be destroyed. Six years old. Six years old. Six years old. Something about three years for highway projects. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, something whatever. or another two years old. Six years old. Six years old. So if I were the county and I were an attorney for the county and, right. I, and they, someone were to be like, can I shred this document? I'd be like, how old is it? And they'd be like, it's dated 1990. I'd be like, yeah, totally. Yeah way out of the realm and, and if someone said oh it's one year old i'm like don't you dare yeah put it in a file folder put it in a file once it's six years old we can <laughs> put it in the, put it in the folder that says shred on this date yeah basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so if you destroy a document before then brian you might be on the hook not just for this but why did you destroy it did you destroy it on purpose were you Did you accidentally spill coffee fun? on it? Yeah. Um, you Or were you trying to hide a different crime? Aha. Uh -huh. And trying to make it so look that, like you're making so, confetti. So, so that's why that's why they have all of these fucking rules here, right? So look, notary public. Yeah, let's not. It's probably going to say here it's illegal to lie. Yeah, let's not lie to them. Or wherever it is, uniform law, yeah, revised uniform law and notarial acts. So, so if I'm a notary, I'm looking here. 
right? So I'll bet you here. Prohibited the, acts. Yeah, so let's see. I see. Scroll down a little bit. Stamping device. I have to have a. <laughs> I have an official stamp. I yes. have to have a stamping device. It cannot be. I have to have a journal. This is where I'm showing that, like, when did I do it, right? So I have to do it. Yeah. Prohibited acts. Give advice or practice law. Yeah, you're not a lawyer. Right, so I can't do that. I just, I just, I, I'm just saying that. Well, yeah. The second can... one's a very specific, like. Uh huh. You, you can. I would assume it was included under the first one, but. Can't do false or deceptive advocate uh, advertising. Okay. Uh, can you charge money for being yeah. okay? Because it's a fee. Like I'm just like yeah, like it, like you, you. This took me an hour to do. Yeah, that's reasonable. It does cost some money, I'm sure. But all it's basically saying, right, is that this is the only thing that a notary does, right? A notary says, yeah, you came in here. Uh, with a person who claimed to be your spouse, they showed me their ID. I took a photo of their, you know, I made a copy of their ID. And they said, yeah, solemnly affirmed that uh, Kathy looked up and down the apartment and could not find any receipts regarding the Jiffy Lube appointments. Um, and Tyler comes in and he says, but, you know, I solemnly swear that I went with her last week to drop off the car. And I even picked her up. And you know what? I even have some text messages that say, hey, hon, can you come pick me up at the Jiffy Lube in an hour? By the way, thank you for that. And I have these text masks. messages from a week ago. Yeah, by the way, I don't know anything about these. <laughs> I don't know anything about the ski masks. <laughs> Is that ridiculous? But basically the notary says some guy who matched Tyler's ID yeah came in and said yeah they that, and that's all the notary can say yeah and that's, that's all they can it. be expected to do really they do. they're, they're yeah, not like they're investigators like, or like trying to yeah. background check everyone that's like coming to like right. fill out a right. form or something yeah trying to i don't know get a rebate in a really complicated way um so game and fish and outdoor recreation oh, i would love to look shit, at like, laws licenses. that has like animal stuff like oh my god uh, I would love Libraries, to see, like, public lands, public schools, health and safety, right? So, the, I mean, every, so every state, Brian, would be set up like this. Some of those could be funny. And so, like, so way. for example, if I tried to sell you <sighs> cosmetics, um, I like the idea fake, that fake Adderall. Oh, yeah, like that makes sense. It's not obviously a crime. It has to be interesting. I was oh, interesting. Look at that. Yeah, lots of things here. So yeah, drugs, human rights, law enforcement, criminal offenses, right? So this this is where we were talking about like what's the difference between robbery and theft, right? So that's where this would be defined here. So if I come over here, this is what the elements of a crime are. So the, I, it, if um if I wanted to say uh what are the so so you remember we were saying like oh like theft and robbery those are different and i was like yeah because robbery uses a weapon it uses force or threat of force and right thievery is just taking stuff okay yeah. so homicide is a really good example of this not every homicide is a murder homicide Whoa. is the general generic term for a death has occurred oh the category a human being has died 
a human being has died. Okay. And now we're going to further look into it. So just because a homicide has happened doesn't mean, doesn't mean a murder has. Once again, okay. with all the true crime documentaries and all the police shows and all that stuff, I still didn't, I wasn't aware of this fact. That is, how has this eluded me as a, as, as a, just a true crime, you know, the Yet average again, no Netflix. one, no one really explained. This seems, this seems, seems like elementary. A, it seems but like this something is like someone would one just throw off school. and be like, yeah, hey, there's a thing. Like, did you know so this? So this is literally where they start in criminal law. So if you're like a pre-law major in, in college or something, you might have had a class that explained this. If you took it as an elective, maybe you would have learned it, but you wouldn't have learned this anywhere else, right? So... So here, for example, is how New Mexico separates the different kinds of homicide. You have murder, okay? And it says, see, see, so notice how it's organized. I made jokes about 61A and 61B as far as our uh, episode numbers. It's not a joke. It's because the law is organized that way. So I am here in, um, gosh, where am I? I am in New Mexico. 30-2-1. What the fuck does that mean? That means I'm in Chapter 30, Criminal Offenses, Article 2, Homicide, uh, Article 1? Article, t yeah, no, Article 2, Homicide up here. Yeah. And then Paragraph 1, so I guess. Like, it's, Section yeah, 1, Murder. Yeah. Yeah, it just nested, nested. like folders. So criminal offenses is definitely a homicide. Homicide so even is even as much offense. as it's nested on the left in the actual drop down list in the law mm -hmm. itself, it is actually like nested under. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. So interesting. Exactly like that. It's just categories, yeah. right? So, um, so murder is in the first degree. Murder in the first. Murder in the second. Murder in the third, maybe. You've heard that. Murder in the first degree, murder in the second degree, murder in the third degree. So this is I how they define how it. that would be murder in the third degree. How that's different than manslaughter? I mean, I guess we're about to find out. <laughs> right? So let's oh, see. Just one sec. Let me, let me be right back. I actually <laughs> am very interested in this. Maybe this is where we'll put that episode break. But I'll have to be right back. Mm. Yes. Oh, no, I completely forgot about that. That we have You can an play a song, though. You can play a song. I'll yes. Be right, I'll be right back. You have control here. <laughs> Throughout history, there have been many songs written about the eternal triangle. This next one tells the story of a Mr. Grayson, a beautiful woman, and a condemned man named Tom Dooley. The sun rises tomorrow, Tom Dooley must hang. Hang down your head, Tom Dooley, hang down your head and cry. Hang down your head, Tom Dooley, poor boy, you're bound to die. I met her on the mountain. There I took her life Met her on the mountain Stabbed her with my knife Hang down your head, Tom 
When the song ended, I started talking, which means I was muted because I muted my mic. Ah. Um, I played a murder ballad. I cool. played Tom Dooley by the Kingston Trio, oh. a song about a man who is going to hang for murdering a rival. It's oh. really good. Cool. Um, well, let me, let me go ahead and wrap up this episode, and I'm going to hit the stop button. Oh, right. <laughs> it is... Um, uh, <laughs> this was a fun two-hour episode. This will be the second episode of the thing. I don't know what we figured out. It was uh, it was definitely season six, episode one. We'll call it B. And uh, I don't know. That's it. All right. I'm going to hit stop here. Legally distinct Adam Curtis, LDAC, parody, satire. As the echoes of today's discussions reverberate, we find ourselves at the crossroads of introspection and societal observation. Brian and Cathy have masterfully steered us through the labyrinthine alleys of justice, reminding us that the rules we witness in the courtroom aren't just mere text on paper or ancient traditions. They are lived experiences carrying with them the weight of human lives, decisions and consequences. It's vital for us to recognise that these rules, these laws, hold within them a reservoir of collective memories, histories and sometimes the silent cries of those who bore their brunt. As we draw the curtains on today's poignant episode, I invite you to look forward to the next chapter. We'll continue to explore the depths of human experience, examining the undercurrents that shape our shared reality. In our upcoming episode, we'll dive deeper 
into the dynamics of authority and the individual, understanding the push and pull between personal autonomy and collective governance. It promises to be an enlightening journey, one that further unravels the intricacies of our shared human tapestry. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, let's continue to challenge, reflect, and most importantly, listen. The ambience gradually fades, leaving listeners in contemplation.